fighting for freedom every day. Broadcasting from the heartland of America. The next generation in conservative talk radio. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. What's up? Welcome into it. Happy, happy whatever today is, middle of the week. I think we're in the middle of the week. I don't know. It's been weird with all the holidays, but we're back and at it. Day number two of the post-holiday season. So wonderful to have you along with the ride today on a Wednesday. This is the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, though. Multiple radio stations and TV and live streaming and podcasting, however you watch or listen to the show. It's so wonderful to have you with us each and every day. We got a big show loaded up for you as well. We're trying to cram more into the program than usual because, well, I mean, we always cram a lot into the show, but we're trying to recap after all the holidays with uh, now election season officially hitting us hard right out of the gate. Bottom of this hour, we have Julie Belling. She'll be joining us at the bottom. She's an author, writer, and director with her latest film, Beneath Sheep's Clothing. As we talk about the infiltration of communism in the United States. Oh my God, no! I know! So we'll talk about that coming up with her here in just a little bit on how it happened and where we're at today. Can we uh, retract some of this communism that's quote-unquote infiltrating society? So we have that. Uh, Coming up, we have our guest here on the phone with us as well, which I want to set it up this way. (laughs) I think it's hilarious as we get into our What's Trending. Oh, yeah. What's Trending I don't know if you're aware or not, but Joe Biden is officially on the campaign trail. Oh, yeah. Joe Biden's on the campaign trail, and according to the AP... They say that he's kicking off his tour and his campaign for 2024, still thinking that he's going to be the presidential candidate for the Democrats in 2024, because apparently Operation Joe Biden fall down the stairs while trying to tie his shoe has not commenced yet, according to him, as he's now starting off his campaign, not just going to big places where Democrats linger and where he can just bring in 16 people to come to a rally. No, no, he's actually touring around the nation by evoking what they're saying is the Revolutionary War, making the third anniversary of the deadly insurrection that the United States Capitol saw under the Trump administration by visiting Revolutionary War hotspots across the nation to warn of what would happen if Donald Trump became president again by it starting a civil war. Now, I know. Now, that being said, hold on. Wait a second. That being said, uh, that being said, They're the ones that are literally saying that if Trump becomes president, that they are justified in their violent acts, which is what we saw during the Trump uh, first administration of the Trump administration during the first reign for the first four years. We saw the violent outbreaks from the Democrats, and they justified it by saying that Donald Trump was a tyrant. And that's where Antifa came about, trying to stop fascism by creating fascism, that is, by silencing anybody that has an opposing view. The literal definition of fascism, which is what they did by creating Antifa or anti Fascism, by the attacking of those with red hats, the segregation and the hatred and the division within the country continued because Democrats thought that Donald Trump was a tyrant. And now they're going to the extreme by saying that if Donald Trump becomes president again, that he would literally become a dictator and he would execute his political opponents. I know that's where they're at right now. Right? That takes it to an entirely new level. He would execute his political opponents if he became president again. Have we seen this type of rhetoric before? And are we at a level of insanity that we've ever seen in this nation? I had to have her back on because after the news that we've seen over the past few weeks, 
that has failed miserably, miserably, by the way, with the state Supreme Court in Colorado trying to take Donald Trump off the ballot. That didn't work out. The Supreme Court in Michigan holding it up to where he can stay on the ballot. We hear the stories out of the East Coast with Maine and Maryland and these, all these other states trying to remove him from the ballot, which is not working too well for them at all. When was the last time this has actually been done? Well, the last time that anybody was actually removed from a ballot was during the Abraham Lincoln election right before the Civil War. So are we still going down this same road as we've had guests on talking about this all the way back when her in particular? She is the author of the book Born to Fight Lincoln and Trump talking about the parallels between the two administrations. Gretchen Waller on the line with us here. Gretchen, Happy New Year. How are you, my friend? I'm doing really well. Still Standing up and fighting for truth, justice, and the conservative American way here in Wyoming. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, it's so good to talk to you again. And I'm glad. Fighting in in, in Wyoming, I have to ask you, uh, are we still hearing tweet tweets from Liz Cheney? Because she doesn't seem to want to go away out of the state of Wyoming. (laughs) Oh, well, she's she's out of Wyoming, but she just won't stay out of (laughs) all of our consciousness. Yeah. She just will not go away. I, uh, she's, she's got a new book out, and um, I'm not going to say what it is because it's completely the opposite of what the title says because she has none of those uh, virtues that are listed on the front. But um, Liz Cheney is one of those who, uh, I don't know why she is in the Republican Party. She needs to move over to the Democrats because she lies so much. And she's still promoting that false narrative that it was an insurrection and that Donald Trump is it's she's becoming more and more like Hillary Clinton all the time. And it's the TDS. It's that Trump derangement syndrome. It's women, for some reason, who don't like Donald Trump. They've been slighted or at some point. But she and Hillary Clinton are becoming very similar at this point. So, yeah, she just won't go away. She just won't go away. And she thinks that somehow that it's her personal vendetta, her her life mission to try and bring down Donald Trump, which doesn't seem to be going too well for her. Uh, I wanted to talk about this story that we've seen all over the country, Colorado and Michigan and Maine, all these states that are trying to take Donald Trump off of the ballot. Now, last time we talked, and it's been a little bit, so I've missed you on the program, and I'm so glad to get you back on here. You've talked about, which is what your book is about, paralleling the paralleling society and the individuals themselves of Abraham Lincoln and Donald Trump and how we're seeing a repeat of history all over again. Uh, Gretchen, the last time that we've seen anybody taken off a ballot for the presidential race was Abraham Lincoln, and we all see how well that turned out in the end of the day. Are we still on the same trajectory right now to repeat ourselves? Well, you know, that's interesting because yesterday I was discussing at length with a Democrat what kind of what their their viewpoint is. And, and this Democrat was t- talking to me about, well, at some point during um, mid-century, the two parties switched and the Republicans are now the party of racism <laughs> and everything. Well, that was that's completely wrong. That's bad history. But they're stuck on it. They still promote it. The Democrat Party is exactly the same party of slavery that Abraham Lincoln had to deal with. And, yes, we're seeing that because having a leader, and then I'm talking about you, you could plug in Lincoln or Trump. They're interchangeable at this point in America. We're so divided. Um, but the, the division in the nation and the hatred— that 
the Democrats had for a president who stood up in the way of a nation. The Democrats want a certain nation. They want their own type of nation. They want it. They want to force it on the rest of the nation. Of course, during during the prior to the Civil War, Lincoln was elected. He was standing up and saying, "We are not for you extending slavery." Um, they were threatened by that. They seceded. They wanted to leave the Union, have their own type of America, which of course was based on on um, elites ruling over the masses over slaves, yeah. uh, which is not unlike today. Um, and they actually fought a war in order to keep what they wanted from being interfered with. And today, Donald, who's the one who stood up? Not a typical politician, not even a typical Republican. He was against the establishment, completely non, non-politician, um, and he stood up and said, wait a minute, Democrats, you're taking the nation in a completely absurd socialist direction, and we don't want to do that. He stood up in the way. The same Democrats going completely berserk. And yes, um, most of the southern states did not have Abraham Lincoln on the ballot. Uh, but, you know, there were four candidates in the race, Abraham Lincoln and um, Stephen Douglas in the north and then in the south. I believe it was Breckenridge and Bell, but there were four candidates. So not having Lincoln on the ballot, he still came away with a, an electoral um, an electoral win for the presidency. So having it happen today, I, you know, I wasn't surprised because one thing that the Republicans have allowed Democrats to get away with is everything. Um, having... Uh, you know, they know it's not it's not going to fly taking Trump off the ballot, but they're going to try. They're going to try everything. They throw so much spaghetti at the wall and Donald Trump with with 90 plus indictments and and all of this lawfare going on. They've, they've got to take him out because he is the one who just will not let them have what they want to have. And that's a complete socialist communist america and and that's where it's that's where it's headed um but i i don't think you've seen the complete i don't think you've seen the worst of it yet um it only got worse uh during the civil war and it's only going to get worse today it's a battle we are as divided a nation two different americas are at stake um and whoever wins the fight is the kind of america we're going to leave to our kids yeah it's a scary thought. And if you said, I mean, there's more to come and we're not even getting started yet. I mean, that's concerning with all the lawsuits and litigation that they've put up against Trump trying to remove him off the ballot and really setting the stage. I mean, we just introed with Joe Biden touring around revolutionary spots and civil war spots to try and set the stage, talking about the three year anniversary of the quote unquote insurrection from Trump, setting the stage to say that if Trump becomes president and he wants to quote unquote execute his political opponents, that justifies all of their actions to become violent like they were even more so after 2016 when he was elected in the first round, which means that we have our hands full. And I'm, I, I hate to say this, and, and we're going down this road, but are we going to see a potential violent civil outbreak if Donald Trump becomes president because the left can't handle their agenda losing? Oh, absolutely. Um, look back at 2016. What happened on Inauguration Day? 
yeah. <laughs> excuse me, when Trump was inaugurated, it was, it was violent by the left. And, and I don't think we have, we've seen it yet because this is what's so frustrating about <clears throat> not only the political climate in, in America, but our own political party, the Republicans, um, in, you know, slowly they are, they are bringing about, you know, revealing the January 6th tapes, the, the reality of what happened on January 6th. And, and the truth is, is coming out, and yet the Democrats are completely ignoring it. Of course, it's all about making as many people believe as possible the propaganda that they, that they are putting out, that, that Trump is a threat to democracy, that Trump, he's, he's only a threat to the Democrats, right. is the truth of it. But they are vicious. They were vicious to Abraham Lincoln and the rest of the nation during the Civil War. The violence, of course, you know, it was, it was actual war. Um, this is, is going to be a little more, I don't know, what we see from the government in charge with the DOJ and the FBI coming after their political opponents. We haven't really seen that before. So that's, that's different. It's, it's, yeah, it's going to be. Know, a- you have so many in America who support Donald Trump. And yet the Democrats are the ones that have the megaphones. Yeah, and they don't they care. They have the media. And, and they're going to so silence everyone. It. Yeah, and, yeah, and they want to. I tell you what, Gretchen, hold that thought. we got to take a hard break here. I want to continue that conversation when we come back because it is dire. I don't want it to get to that point. How can we prevent it's, something like that? Stay tuned. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome into it. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. However you check us out each and every day. So wonderful to have you. So we have the parallels. Are we seeing a repeat of history? Now they say that like every 80 years or ever, every whatever it is, 100 years, that we end up repeating ourselves. And we're pretty darn close to that threshold between what the Civil War happened and us repeating it at least again, because of the timelines. And we're seeing a lot of similarities. We're seeing the division. Can we bring the party or the country back together? We tried it under Reconstruction after the Civil War. And did it work? I guess kind of, sort of, not really, a little bit. But right now we're seeing division that we've never seen in a very long time, at least since that point, with us supporting certain businesses based on the values that they hold. Are they going to support, quote-unquote, LGBTQ stuff? Are they going to support family values? And now we make our decisions on where we buy products on these types of decisions. Bud Light, for a prime example of that. Guess what? Going bankrupt. Going away. Because people don't want to buy Bud Light anymore because of a decision that they made uh, based on their decision. People boycotting Chick-fil-A because they're closed on Sunday and they hold family values and we're against certain social issues. So are we seeing a repeat in society based on the division economically of what we had seen during the Civil War as well with the North and the South primarily between agriculture and between manufacturing and then of course the taxes the quote-unquote lack of representation why the south wanted to rebel and start their own deal which did have something to do with slavery as nikki haley tried to recover from after being asked that question just a few days ago but there was a lot more to it than that as well and then we have the leaders at that time between abraham lincoln and now we have donald trump is donald trump that same 
as Lincoln at that time. We're hanging out with Gretchen Waller for a few more minutes here. Born to Fight is the book, Lincoln and Trump. You can find it on Amazon, also on her Tweety, at Gretchen Waller. You can follow her and find all the information there as well. Uh, Gretchen, I had seen a presidential poll that shows that for the first time in a long time that the Hispanic vote is actually going towards Trump predominantly. The minority communities that have been under the glass ceiling of Democrats and, the, and Joe Biden and really just the Democrat Party for the forever, while they have been the party of segregation and the party of racism and the party of Jim Crow and the party of uh, the division in the nation, they've still been able to control these minority communities. But it almost looked like they're starting to chip away from that and go to the Republican side. Is that going to change the dynamic here, do you think? Well, you know, uh, I'm all for people waking up and and they're you know, I think it's inevitable. The more berserk the Democrats become, the more people will 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 actually, you know, sensible people will think, wait a minute, this isn't what I this it's not the party that I want to be a part of anymore. It's it's gone. It's like a huge boulder rolling down the hill. The Democrats always overplay their hand. Yeah. Um, they overplayed it with Lincoln in you know, going to war against them. And this time around, there are other dynamics with it. You know, young people are starting to um, move toward Donald Trump as well. There's there's a poll out that says that uh, a certain young demographic is, is starting to pull toward Donald Trump. And um, there's a poll that says uh, Donald Trump isn't pulling more of the black vote. But there are a lot of blacks who are going toward a third candidate. And so that, of course, is going to be taken away from Joe Biden and going toward Donald Trump. But it's only the third day of 2024, and there is so much to come. One thing that our Republicans need to do, especially in Congress, but also in all the states, they have to start fighting harder. One thing that Abraham Lincoln was so incredibly frustrated by and the war was going badly for the union. They just could not get things done. And one of his generals came back and said, we have pushed the enemy off of our soil. And Abraham Lincoln said, the entire country is our soil. Yeah. So until he had a general behind him that actually was willing to fight. We have to do that. Stand up and truly fight. And that's when he found Grant. We but have to do it. Gretchen, I t- stand up and fight. Amen to that. I-, I could talk to you about this forever. We're out of time, my friend. Go check it out. Born to Fight. This is the voice of reason, Gretchen. We'll get you back on the show again real soon. Lots more coming up. Stay here. When Reason Meets Radio, this is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back in. Moving through the day, man. I told you. Buckle up, strap in, man. We have a lot to talk about, and I could talk with Gretchen forever. We appreciate her very much. Gretchen Waller. You can find her on the Tweety at Gretchen. Oh, sorry, X. You can find her on X at Gretchen Waller with her book, Born to Fight, Lincoln and Trump. The parallels between the two. Fascinating conversation. Are we seeing a repeat in history right now as the segregation continues? And... What will that lead to if Donald Trump becomes president again? Very interesting on that front. I want to shift gears, though, because as you know, that we have this division 
And I, I promise you we're going to write more about this and talk more about it on the air because we love to do it on the more theoretical sense as we get into our What's Trending story of the day. What's trending today? Where is this division coming from? We talk about it in many different aspects between Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal. Then we talk about the rich and the poor, and we talk about that division, the elites and the common folk. And that's kind of where we're at now is it's been more centralized of not just rich and poor, but we see the centralized power in the government and then the people that are just now the subjects of the government not necessarily following and abiding by our Constitution, which was supposed to keep government limited so that way we, the people, quote-unquote, have the power, even though I hate using that term essentially because we're so divided and we never are going to be unified in any sense, that we, the people, should be having the majority of the power uh, along with states' rights and so on and so forth with the concept of federalism. So, So talk about some of that. Where are we going and who's tried to hijack our nation? I want to play a clip here. Now, It's the, the teaser, the promo itself is like four minutes long, so I don't want to play the entire thing. It's, this is just about a minute long. But there's a new video that's come out, and it's kind of a must-see and a must-watch of how deep this issue really goes. So here's the thing about communism. When it comes knocking at your door, it doesn't say, Hi, I'm here to impoverish, enslave, and murder you. It says, I'm here to liberate you from oppression. I thought of myself as a happy kid. I was going to school. I was playing. And I had no idea that I was being brainwashed. Communism is like an international cancer. It must spread to survive. And America was the major impediment to the spread of this disease. They knew right from the start that America could not be taken from the outside. It had to be taken from the inside. They infiltrated America's media and education. He said the ultimate objective of having government school was to destroy Christianity. Those are his words. But unfortunately, we have utterly redwashed education, so we don't know what creeping communism looks like. I don't like the idea of teaching children that they're victims. Whoa. All right, there's a lot more to that, so you're not going to want to miss this one. It is the new video, Beneath Sheeps at Clothing. Excited to have on the program to talk about some of that and more. She's an author, writer, and director, and uh, part of this great project with Beneath Sheeps at Clothing. It's Julie Belling with us here. Julie, how are you, my friend? Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. What a fascinating video. It's just coming out now, and what a more appropriate time to see a video like this because it how deep does this go? How deep do we see this, this socialist communist infiltration into our federal government? Well, it's very deep, deeply throughout, but I focus on culture, which the culture had to be taken over first here in the West before communism could make inroads elsewhere. And so in both my book and the documentary Beneath Sheep's Clothing, we go into the communist subversion of of education as it occurred historically in the Soviet Union, parallels in America, as well as the church, how the communists infiltrated the church in the Soviet Union in order to control the church from within. And unfortunately, the same thing has happened here in America. Yeah, it is unfortunate. And I'm glad you focus on a lot of the the cultural and societal parts of this, because that seems to be what the focus is right now, isn't it? It's the social aspects. It's the don't look towards a higher power or go to church, but look towards the government. The government will save you. And we see the stats that 
as government continues to grow, people's belief in a higher power or a God in any way, regardless of whatever religion that is, begins to dwindle. We see the pushing of social LGBTQ issues, uh, saying that you don't need to talk to your parents because your parents just don't understand you. The government, and we're here as the collective to try and take care of you if you feel a little bit different in some way. It's a it's a complete attack on specifically right now the younger generation and on those family values that are kind of the structure of this nation, aren't it? Absolutely. And we're in the end stages of this um, communist subversion. It's been going on for decades and decades. You know, in, with the media, Hollywood was infiltrated by communists right pretty much from the start. And with also um, mainstream media very heavily subverted. So the children are getting these messages, you know, whether they're on TikTok, whether they're on YouTube and in the schools. Uh, even if the teachers themselves are not, you know, trying to promote any bad things, the social and emotional learning curricula that the teachers have to, to share with their students is training the children to replace Judeo-Christian ethics as their foundational ideology and doing a switcheroo and inserting woke Marxist ideology. And it's very, very dangerous. And and we're seeing the fruits of that now. And we're not at the end of this. We, we've got a lot of work to do to prevent this from just fully destroying our country. Yeah, yeah. We've seen a lot of that in the higher education, obviously. There's very few professors that are actually conservative teaching those decent philosophies and those and those values, those family morals. But we knew it was in higher education. When, Julie, did we start seeing this in the lower education, in the K through 12, hitting high schoolers, middle schoolers, teaching sex ed to almost elementary school now by teaching them about, you know, certain sexual things that they can do as children. When did we get to this point? Because this was supposed to be, I get it, you know, the time to experiment to the time to learn about crazy wild philosophies and ideas was in college. That's no longer the case. Now we're seeing the brainwashing start at the young age. Yeah, because they're most effective if they can reach young children um, who have no filters and who will just accept whatever is taught with them, you know, College kids, at least, you know, can have some critical thought. Little kids don't have critical thought, and so that's their target. <clears throat> According to Dr. James Lindsay, who um, we interviewed for the film Money Cheap Clothing, um, he's, his podcast, New Discourses, he says that the colleges of education in America were overtaken and very heavily subverted by the early 90s mm-hmm. and subverted with, with communist ideology. And so anyone who's graduated from college as a teacher since then has been impacted in some way with their views. And now, again, we're at this end stage. Now we have, they're so openly radical, some of these um, ideologies that are being shown. It's, it's, yeah, it's not just, you know, maturation education for elementary school kids. It's actually what's called pleasure-based sexuality, comprehensive sexuality education, and teaching children they have a sexual citizenship. This is actually a UN agenda that they're promoting globally. Wow. Uh, because if you if you hypersexualize children, you destabilize them, you pull them away from their families, from their religion, and you make them dependent on the state. Wow, I didn't realize how deep this actually goes. We're talking with Julie Belling. You can find the video and the book Beneath Sheep's Clothing at uh, beneathsheepsclothing.movie.movie. Go and check some of this out. Why is it so popular? Obviously, pleasure in, in just the simple things in life, the instant gratification we get on social media, the instant gratification we get from those adult activities is appealing. But outside of that, this whole movement to centralize power, to just question the family authority as opposed to go along with that tradition, why is it so popular in young generations? Is it just the I'm the rebe- in the rebellious stage, so therefore I'm promoting it, and by the time I realize it, it's kind of too late? Or does this really resonate with them based on this agenda they're really trying to uh, promote and push? 
It's not the kid's fault. It is the fault of the people who've designed the social and emotional learning curricula and other curricula. It is literally cult brainwashing tactics that they're using. And they're, they're teaching kids of color and other kids who are underprivileged, quote-unquote, that they, that they are oppressed, um, teaching the white kids, heteronormative kids, Christian middle-class kids, that they are oppressors. And in order for them to get out of that category of being an oppressor, they either need to take on an oppressed um, identity, such as maybe transsexual or something, or they need to become allies. And this is exactly what occurred actually in Maoist China with the Cultural Revolution. And we saw a very, very deeply heavily radicalized youth populace in China to the point where they were committing acts of violence. And we, we see some of that already here in America with Antifa. Yeah. And it's very dangerous. Not just, you know, not all of the kids are going to go off and be like violent, um, but it again, it pulls the kids away from their families. It pulls them away from their religions of origin, and then it makes them need to seek another authority figure, which the state is glad to to become mm-hmm. their surrogate parents. And it's it's very dangerous. It is very dangerous. It reminds me of the Hillary Clinton comment, where it takes the community to raise that child, and we're more than welcome to open our arms and just consume you into the state, like you said, and uh, and do this. I've I've said the story on the air multiple times, but my brother, uh, he's about five or six, uh, six, seven years younger than me. He was in college, and he told me about a professor. He went to college in Colorado, where a professor told him that because he is white, because he is straight, and because that he has a family unit with his parents that are non broken up or non divorced. That he is truly, he was the problem with society, that he was the epitome of the problem that is in society, being a white male, a straight male, and has his parents still together, that he was the privileged in society. And uh, it, 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 he walked out of the class because how could you say something like that? That's insane to me. Well, it is very communist because he is a problem for communists because they need families broken up. They need people demoralized, lonely, unstable and therefore will rely on the government and do what they're told instead of, you know, be strong and healthy and independent like what Americans should be and what they most have, have been throughout history. Yeah, I can't believe it. Julie, we got to take a hard break here. Can you stick over one more segment with us? Sure. Perfect. I want to continue this conversation on what we do to counter this and what we do to push back on this. There's a push to eliminate the Department of Education, for example, and that centralized power of that education structure. Would that help if something like that was implemented? And how can we get society back on the right course culturally and actually have those family values? And I know it's going to take some time, not going to be done overnight, not going to be done in one generation, but can we start steering the ship back in the right direction? We'll do that and more coming up right around the corner. You're not going to miss this. Beneath the Sheep's Clothing, beneathsheepsclothing.movie. Go and check this out. New documentary out. We'll talk some more about that right around the corner. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. For freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into it. Last couple of minutes here on the program for the midweek celebration beneath sheepsclothing.movie.movie. You got to go check this out with the documentary. You can also get the book information on there as well. How badly have we been infiltrated with the anti constitutional principles, with socialist, communist, 
mindsets. And we're seeing a lot of people begin to wake up to this, obviously, with migrants. And I'm talking like legal migrants, you know, ones coming. They came from Cuba, other places, maybe in Mexico that saw the cartels and saw some bad, horrible things that have been here and realized the value of this nation. People coming from India, all over the world that realize the streets paid with gold, the opportunity for everyone. Not the ones that we're seeing just kind of float across the border right now because they get a free handout from Joe Biden, but the ones that truly understand and value this nation. They've come from oppressive places all over the world. They've come from horrible situations all over the world, and they recognize the direction that we're going down right now, and they're trying to scream at the top of their lungs about warning us, and we seem to be going down that road because, well, it's nice, and it's easy, and it's a simple way to go. Can we get back on track here? Beneath Sheep's Clothing movie, go and check it out. We have right now Julie Belling on with us here, author, writer, and director with the book and the movie. Julie, what do we do about this? I know this is so easy to fall down this trap, and we see societal change is the pendulum that swings every couple of generations can we get ourselves back on track or are we going to swing the pendulum so far to one side that it's going to stick and we're not going to be able to come back to it well i mean i think there is hope but it's going to require a massive awakening we we are having a massive awakening of americans right now but we need that to increase that and we need all the parents with children who are in schools we need them to realize that this is not the place for to be sending our kids and we need to pull our kids out of that system. And I myself have a nine-year-old who I homeschool. It's not easy. And I know for some people that might be even impossible, but we need local communities to come together and create a different system that is that is parallel to the public school. We need to take an ax to the public school system and chop it into 10,000 pieces and give education back to local communities. That's way easier said than done. Uh, but we've got, we need people at all levels, principals, school administrators, teachers, school board members, and everyone to refuse to teach the, the communist social and emotional learning that is 95% good and then 5% woke Marxist indoctrination. Why are we doing that? Let's have let's teach good social skills minus the Marxism. We don't need the Marxism in there. Yeah, uh, it's we have a we have a, a a long road ahead of us. It's going to be a road. You're right. My daughter's nine nine years old as well, and uh, luckily she's in a small rural community. But we see that every once in a while, we see some weird stuff kind of pop up in that. Donald Trump says that if he gets reelected again, his new agenda would be to dismantle the Department of Education at the federal level, bring it back down to the state levels. We have multiple states right now trying to talk about school choice and school voucher programs so they can choose what school is going to be best for them. All of these ideas, would that help this system be able to get it back on track, do you think? I mean, I think abolishing the Department of Education is necessary. Um, and then as far as at the states go, I live in one of supposedly one of the most conservative states, but we have a woke governor here in Utah. And so we're getting a bunch of woke educational policies from our state level. So people have to look at their states and, and who, you know, the state school board and their governor and also get good people in, in power in their own states. And uh, so we have to look at all the levels. We have more control at the local and state level. And and with our own families, and that's where the bulk of our focus needs to go. Of course, you know Senator Mike Lee is trying to get us out of bed with the UN, um, and that would be great. That's probably not going to happen, but we need to push for it. Uh, but the more people that are aware, even just awareness of these agendas, and are just saying no, we're not doing that. Just like with um, with COVID, enough people are like, yeah, I'm not wearing a mask again. Yeah. We're just not doing it. We need the same type of level of populace who are just not going to cooperate and not do um, any of this Marxist indoctrination for their kids. 
we have to bring the awareness, Julie. we got about 30 seconds left before we have to wrap up here. But what is the ultimate goal with this quote-unquote communist takeover? Is it communism at our federal level, or is it just absorbing ourselves into the United Nations, do you think? Um, well, it's like a communist Chinese model is what they have. But yes, on a global scale. Yeah. Absorbing into the larger. And it's been a battle for a long time. And again, Republicans, conservatives, Mike Lee, what a wonderful senator that you guys have out there. Uh, Donald Trump and so many other conservatives that have been fighting this. They're in the way of this agenda. And we have to be aware of it and fight it back down at the grassroots level. Go and check this out. Highly recommend it. You have to watch it. BeneathSheepsClothing.movie. Go and check it out there. It's also on Rumble. You can get the book as well. Julie, appreciate the time so very much. Keep up this fight. Thank you so much for doing this project. we got to get you back on the show again real soon, my friend. Thank you so much. Hey, absolutely. There it is. BeneathSheepsClothing.movie. BeneathSheepsClothing.movie. Go and check it out. I'm telling you, man, I keep saying 2024. Strap in, buckle up, and hold on because it is going to be a wild ride with the elections, the agenda in Washington, D.C., and what we're going to see as a repercussion of the elections and the agenda in Washington, D.C., and prepare yourselves. We'll talk more about it. Until then, we're back at it again tomorrow. This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Bye.